Let's begin now. I swear to God, I'll change my name to Dusty Adams if she would just say hi. It didn't happen, boys. She doesn't want you. She does not want me. But there might have been another little baddie that was giving me the eye, though. Anyways. It is what it is. You know, the the toughest part about life is admitting when you lose. And I lost the Kay Adams thing. She did tweet out your boy twice, though. Two times. No, she just wanted her aspirin. You went and bought it. No, she wanted Excedrin, and I did get it. Because you walked in the store and got the Excedrin like a little puppy dog. If Kay Adams wants a cinnamon roll, Kay Adams gets a cinnamon roll. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not an athlete. Trey, Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey, they got her Lamar's Donuts. You play golf. I do play golf. Play pretty good yesterday. Yeah. Did, by the way, did you notice that, that wind out of nowhere? We get that day too. Thirty-four mile. Really? 30, Thirty to forty mile on a gust. Did you tell her you've uh, broke eighty now? Oh yeah, twice. You should have told Kay that. I don't know if she's into golf. I think she's more into like football and basketball. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I'd give up this career to be a professional golfer. Yeah, why not? Money's great. Outside of football, what sport would you want to be a pro in? You scream lifetime DH. Man, it would be. You're nice. like the white it would David. Be nice Ortiz. to be on that bench. You're like the white baseball. David Ortiz. Just come out there, <laughs> get your shot, walk back in, pop a beer yeah. afterwards. Instead of Big Poppy, you're just Big Daddy. That'd be awesome. What would be your walk up music? I just I would. Be you the, should I be all be, night long. I'd be the only guy without one. Just, to let, just, just dead to silence. Oh yeah, just, just do something different. Just hear you spit into the dirt. Yeah. Jay Binkley now batting. Jay Binkley's career, he's hitting 345 nah. when the sun is out on a Sunday and the Royals wear powder blue jerseys. He would be long neck beer and never let me down. That's what it would be. Ice cold beer? Ice cold beer never let me down. Luke Combs, baby. Yeah, that's what it would be. If I got two tickets to Luke Combs at Arrowhead, would you go with me? 100%. Oh, my. You ever heard his uh, remake of Fast Car by Ch- Tracy Chapman? Yeah, I just heard it. Oh. I mean, that'll make your knees buckle. But that whole song, he talks about diamond rings yeah. and football teams let him down. Mm-hmm. Like. How's that not me, man? How's the story of my life? Diamond rings. Well, the football, football team doesn't leave. They don't let you down anymore. But they have, but they have. Yeah. But plenty of times growing up. I wonder if you had a country. If you had a country song about your life, there'd have to be some sort of line in there about pizza cutters. Yeah. There's some good stuff. And there's a there's a song out now. Um, part of me wants a cold beer, and the other part does too, or, could, or something like that. That doesn't make sense. This is part of me wants a cold beer. The but other part, part does too. I don't know what that means. Does it means? It just means you want a cold beer. beer. Yeah, that means all you wants a cold beer. You get a grant. Can't quit it drinking if you don't start. Sense. It makes it sound like 100% of you wants a cold beer. <laughs> yeah. you go. See, Green gets it. I he, assume that's your default position every yeah. single day. You though. can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. I always tell people you can't stop drinking if you don't start. It's a great point, Dustman. I don't drink anymore, but I don't drink any less either. Yeah, I went 17 years sober. What happened? Turned 18. Damn right. Uh, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens. This is a Sunday NFL wrap-up edition. That's right. That's right. I don't know if, like, wrap-up really got you going there because you looked at me as soon as I said, you looked at me the way that Gracie Hunt looked at me at the red carpet at Kelsey Jam. This is not true. I'm not lying to you. She did the double take. And I don't, I don't claim myself to be a very attractive person, but I am probably the best-looking person at 6'10". That's just from what I've been told. That is going out on a limb, Dustman. Who's got me beat? Gold? Guy's not, a, not many of us. That guy's a geek. You know what? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. He eats in his car. 
That's, um, that's a red flag right there. Who would it be, Grant? You never thrown a burrito down in your car? Well, what are we talking about? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. We had this. Uh, we had this one guy in high school. He always uh, left school, and he got the same thing every day. He'd go to McDonald's. He get two double che- or two cheeseburgers, no cheese or two hamburgers, ketchup onion only, medium fry. Would smoke a dart on the way and a dart on the way back. Straight, straight up, true story. That's, he'd leave every day. The cop didn't because normally the cop would care. Like our buddies, we got busted one time uh, leaving school. His name was Officer Russell. For those of you that don't believe, his name was Officer Russell. And we were leaving school when we were seniors. You know, you 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 got a little bit more like you know swag when you're a senior. We like, oh, we can leave. leave. See, we weren't. We weren't. We weren't allowed to leave. No, you we, know? we were not allowed to leave the building. Yeah, and now so like, kids just go so we were we were leaving the parking lot, and Officer Russell, he had a bike. He was a bike cop because he could just patrol easier. And on our way out, he's like, "Where you fellas going?" We're like, "Ah, oh, crap, dude. He he, he got us, and our anxiety's already up because we, we're not supposed to leave." And he's like, "Where are you going?" And I was just, you know, the guy I am today. I was like, "We're going to McDonald's." And my buddy's like, dude, man, come on. And he's like, all right, bring me back a quarter pounder of cheese awesome. and we'll act like this didn't happen. That's awesome. So we had to all pitch in and split money on a quarter That's pounder. Awesome. And he came back. He goes, all right, boys, go ahead and get in there. I won't tell the officer. I won't tell the office that you guys were leaving the school. But That's awesome. All right. So let's, we're going to talk all the draft. We're going to talk the, the picks from Brett Veach. We're going to talk about everything. But where I really want to start this show out today on Sunday on 610 Sports Trader, this is uh, after hours slash after draft after character concerns, after whatever you want to call it. I loved, because I've been waiting, and I know Grant's been with me on this, and he's he's on the same page, and I, I'm sure you are too, Binkley. But I breakfast real quick, Grant? Did he get breakfast? He never does. He never does. Well, he just doesn't. Just asking. He doesn't get food. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did he bring something? I knew that you were going to be on the show, ahead. and yeah. I assumed yeah. that you were going to bring yeah, something. Yeah, I assume away. I just you know what happens when you assume? Boom. Just figure, you're on the, no, you're on the good side of the glass. Makes an ass out of you and me. Okay. That's not what he said. No, he didn't say that, but Romeo was, was insinuated that. He said, you know what happens when you assume? Boom. Boom. But he didn't say boom. That was added. Like he oh, did, yeah. He goes, would you assume if I said Matt Castle in the playbook? He looked right at me, and I was just like. Was he the one that said Jamal has a knee? Yeah, he said that he. But, <laughs> yeah. but I read him. It was funny. Is I read him a quote. Exactly what he had said. Oh, I said, God. I read exactly. He, says, he goes, that's not what I said. Then he pulled out and read exactly what I just said. Because would you assume if Matt Castle didn't know a playbook, he'd be right? Yeah, what and he you, looked right at. I felt so I didn't know what to say, and I just went. What uh, was his? Uh, uh, what was Romeo Cornell's? I loved uh, Romeo too. It, Romeo was awesome, but like in a sarcastic way because he wasn't awesome. He sucked. But, but you remember those Coors Light commercials? What he would do and says, "What do the ladies do when they turn you down?" And Romeo goes, "They don't. They don't." Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when all the chiefs and coaches used to be on the hill. They did the media thing different than the tenth. Right. And here comes Romeo. My first question ever in the media. Doing this job was, hey, Romeo, what do the ladies tell you when they turn you down? And he goes, they don't. And I said, for the record, you're saying they don't. And he played right along with it. Ever since that moment, I was like, this dude's kick ass. Yeah. And he also had, like, some cheesy sayings. Play like a champion. That was, or, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, play good football. Um, okay, so I want to I wanna talk about this for a second before we have to go to break. I love the way, because I've, I've been advocating for this for a while, for the Chiefs to take that move and become a full heel. Right? Like the way I've always compared this is Hogan bashed the beach. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Hogan was the hero, right? Like you growing up, Hulk Hogan was like the guy. Everybody loved Mr. America, you know, like real American, yellow trunks, doing the ear, you know, all that. And then he goes to the NWO, bash the beach, and it turns the whole wrestling world on on its axis. Just completely turns it on its axis. And he became this bad guy. Um, 
Mahomes, Kelsey, right? They've always kind of been like the baby faces of the NFL. Like, ah, oh, we don't hate them. You know, they're good. Thank God it's somebody besides Tom Brady. Man, they came out in that all white on Thursday night. And I was there and the crowd loved it. And they came out in all white, the Super Bowl trophy. Mahomes is like, I can't hear you. Can't see you any better. And then, and you know, then Kelsey has is like, let's go get him, Beach. There was a lot of like, sour mouth people that thought that was classless thought that, that was, you know, arrogant thought it was, you know, you know, Bush league Bink, I loved it, man. I thought it was fantastic that they finally got to that point where they're like, we don't care what people think we are the best. And if you have a problem with it, stop it. And they came out, they had the whole, you know, heel vibe. They were in all white outfits. They were, you know, smiling from ear to ear. It was 70% Kansas city crowd, maybe even more than that most days. And there was a bunch of people that thought, you know, maybe this was a class, a classless act by the Kansas city chiefs. And I'm be honest with you, man. I hope that they become hated, hated, hated. They have been, they, we started to see the transition the last couple of mm-hmm. years, just like the Royals in 15. Yeah. Everybody loved them 14. Oh, what a great story. Then 15, they started, yeah. Tired of you. Yeah, this annoying hit and run team. That's what, that's what happens. People love you. Like uh, across the country, people are buying Chiefs jerseys and becoming fans. They're hopping on that bandwagon. Yeah. But there's also a lot of jealousy. Yeah. A lot of jealousy from fan bases because they resent Kansas City and their success. Just like you said, mm-hmm. it's like these these teams that score throw at the end of a game and coach like, why are you doing that? Well, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. That's the thing. And there has been so much jealousy and crying. And I think a lot of times in society, people like to complain mm-hmm. and whine about stuff. A lot. You're talking about Karens. Just anybody. Yeah, Karens. Who, anybody. anybody Pinkley like, hates Karens, by the way. But people just like to complain. <laughs> no, seriously, people just like to complain. It drives yeah. me crazy. But people saw it, and they wanted to complain about the Chiefs, quote, I even heard national radio do this on okay. the way home. They were talking about that instead of the actual draft. Oh, that's It was good. a great draft, but they were talking about Chiefs calling it a home game. Here's the thing. Yeah. First of all, you never had a draft where teams just won a Super Bowl. Okay. That's yeah. a new experience. Had had Nashville, had Tennessee won the Super Bowl, they would have done the same damn thing sure. at, the, at the draft that season. But the problem is they didn't win it. And the Chiefs are the model of consistency in the NFL. Across the league, they're jealous of the Kansas City Chiefs. They are turning into the uh, the team everybody hates. It's already transitioned. You heard it last year, the national media, you know, bagging the Chiefs. They're not going anywhere. May not even make the playoffs. And they win a Super Bowl and put egg on everybody's face. And they don't know what to say. But, yeah, Wait, what? go out and beat them. Put egg on everybody's egg face? Egg on the face. Is that a saying? It's a saying. Grant's even nodding his head. He's the Tide Pod eater. Wait, what? That generation. <laughs> He's Wait. accused me of eating Tide Pods half a dozen times. If you could eat a Tide Pod and be safe, but it gave you like a 30-minute hell of a high, you doing it? Hell yeah. The, problem, but the thing is that you're <laughs> I'd right. pot it up. People hate. This is a good position to be in. Because uh-huh. now you're walking into the stadiums and people are talking about you because they want to say he's the villain. The villains come to town. They've taken on uh, that role. It'll all change eventually. Do you think people genuinely hate in. Mahomes, though, yet? I think they're... Because I think he's almost impossible to be hated unless he wins another Super Bowl. Well, jealousy brings hatred. It does. Yeah, and jealousy is just... Because jealousy is just love disguised by like hate. the whole Kelsey thing, the Kelsey jam, people Kelsey, mad at him, so, spiking the trophy. Because, again, people have nothing to worry about. They don't, right. they don't take care of themselves. They want to worry about something else. If you're sitting there worried about Travis Kelsey spiking a trophy or singing Fight for Your Right, not liking it, turn the channel. Do something else. The problem is you start sounding like a whine, whining, crying little baby. Go Oof. get your tissue and, and do that instead of get on social media and, and take a shot at Kelsey or whatever. Yeah. Again, so much whining in the NFL. It's really making fan bases look like a bunch of losers. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I can understand why people might like genuinely dislike Travis Kelsey because with a personality and the God-given looks that he has, they're going to put him everywhere possible. Well, Gronk did this crap, but I loved it. And people hated Gronk. But I loved it. Remember, Gronk was an entourage. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, we love it. The Gronk spike. Was like, yeah. yeah. No, we love it. We're, you know, we're extremely. I mean, he was like know, the bro. He is a bro. <laughs> he still is. He was, you know, he was smashing energy drinks, chugging beers, having fun, partying. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, man, I'm tired of Gronk. Yeah. I think people are there with Kelsey. I do think that. I mean, I think we all love him Big because he's from the air. Instead of having to lose their life. Of course. You think Travis Kelsey has a struggle saying hi to Kay Adams? Absolutely not. Oh, Does Dusty Likens? He, yes. He wouldn't have had to buy Excedrin. No, he didn't. She would have bought it for him. That's still in my car, by the way. She never met up with me. Which is sad. It's this whole thing. I'm proud of you for shooting your shot. We talked about you a lot. During the draft, actually, it was a sidebar. We talked about you. Oh, nice. No, we said, is Dusty getting lucky? Is Dusty getting her number? What's going on with Dusty? And we all came to one conclusion. Mm-hmm. You shot your shot. Mm. There's so many people afraid to do that. And yeah. if you don't do that, she could have said yes. Yeah. And she should have could have said, well, man, this guy's really trying for me. He's in radio. I like this guy. I mean, this could have been 50-50. I thought you had a 50-50 chance. I mean, just You imagine. thought it was 50-50, J.B. and Cleveland. Did you, did you know a lot of I these, was like plus 800 in reality. Plus yeah, yeah. But you know what's funny? I put a little tease a right these, there. A lot of these athletes and stuff like that, they end up going to prom with somebody. I mean, people go out of out of their themselves and do mm-hmm. normal things from time to time. It, it's what people do. And I thought, okay, he's shooting a shot, Grant. If I mean, he, he looked good. The if, suit, the tie, he looked he good. If he doesn't shoot his shot, dang, he's got dang, no baby. chance. At least he had a chance. Like if it you wasn't 50-50. If so you don't play, I think it was. If you don't play lottery, you have no chance of winning the money. Exactly. If you play lottery, you got a chance to win. You miss 100% of the shots you don't nice. take. Nice job, Dust, man. You tried. Hey, man, she liked a tweet of mine, and she tweeted at me. She tried, man. I was plus 900 going into Thursday. Got it to about plus 750. Dead but you know the, what, though? The tracks. All you needed one day with her, and they all would have come around. I'm telling you what, man. That would have set you up for life because you went up with Kate Adams. Like, that would have set you up. Sometimes you just got to admit defeat. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk about these Chiefs drafts because, well, the draft is over. All seven rounds, all picks are in. Who does Binkley like the most, and who does he wish he had on his wish list on the NFL draft? It's Grant Nicholson, it's Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens. is After Hours on the Sunday NFL Draft Edition. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Emaw, daddy. Every man a wildcat. Settle down, Grant. You rather have climbing or live bulb? Climbing. Okay. It's a clown question, bro. Oh, wow. Okay. There's your boy Stinson Bay. The guy that consistently wins throughout the whole year, not wins at the beginning, and then just. Over under one and a half starts for Stinson Bennett in the Los Angeles Rams system this year. I'm going to go over because uh, he's going to have to come play for the injured Stafford all the time. Stanford's always hurt. Grant, were you more excited that Deuce Vaughn got drafted or the fact that the Chiefs took a guy from your alma mater with their first pick? I mean, I was pretty excited for both, but the one for Felix. I mean, can you can you give me. everyone the pronunciation of Felix's name? Felix and Yudike Uzama. Because it is different the way he says it and the way he has it on his Twitter profile, so it's, it's kind of confusing. Uzama's what he's got on his Twitter. I well, mean, 
You know what, though? We were calling him on the character concerns. We call him FAU. And well, I was like, eh, it could be Florida Atlantic there. It's kind of confusing. But I call him King Felix. People say, my last name, Lickens. It's not. It's Lickens. Nah, I call you Dustman. That's, yeah, that's pretty common. It's easier. Yeah. I've never thought your name was Lickens. I thought it was Lickens. Dude, you know how many times I've gone out to eat and people been like, Lickens, party of four? We're like, damn it. That's pretty cool, actually. I, I uh, Not really. Did you introduce yourself uh, to people as Lickens? No. I always introduce myself as Dustin. And, like, whenever my friends are around me, like, Dustin. But I've I'm known like, you yeah. for, like, 10 years or something. I've never yeah. heard anybody here call you Lickens. Not here. But, but like, you would easily, people here mess names up all the time. They did it on Fox 4 the first time I was on there. Like, we'll be right back with 610's oh. Dusty Lickens. And I was like, oh. <sighs> Dusty Lickens. And then they were like, and then I came up. and like, It was funny because you knew that they messed up because then they're like, before they go on TV, they're like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you, man. I'm like, good to see you. I'm like, Dusty Lickens. And then, like, it was, uh, I think it was. I think it was Nick Vasos, and he was like, oh, nice to meet you, man. I was like, Dusty Likens. He was like, oh, she definitely got your name wrong. I'm like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I actually wish your name was Lickens. I we, don't. We could have a lot of fun with that. No. You, like, you'd be the Lickmeister. And you... The Lickmeister? The Lickmeister? If his name 920 was... on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Clean it up. No, stop it. What's up, saying, Lickmeister? If your name was... <laughs> don't tell me to stop it. You're the one that called me the Lickmeister. <laughs> I, I, I wish your name was Lickens because we could have so much fun with it. And the first thing, the Lickster, the Lickster or the Lick Master. Yeah. Hey, guys, how you doing? My name's the Lick Master. Good God. We've lost Jay Binkley 21 minutes into this show. God, that was so awesome. We haven't talked about a single pick and he's gone. All right. Let's talk about the first pick. I've been talking a lot of picks. DN 255-64 out of K-State. Felix and Duque Uzama. It made sense for the Chiefs where they're at. It's one of the positions of need that they have, and they were afraid if they did trade back, which they mm-hmm. were fielding calls, but it was in the 40s, something like that, that he would have been gone. He probably would have been. And I think there were several players that actually wanted Grant. I think Anton Harrison was one of those players, the tackle from Oklahoma. I think they saw value. They ended up getting tackle, a very good one uh, down the road, so it was worked out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But teams didn't want to play with the Chiefs, and a lot of times you know, the Chiefs are getting they're, – they're so good – they're starting to get the services of Wendy's when they call them because no one wants to do business with them, right? Uh-huh. You're dancing uh-huh. them with the devil. Just like Dusty and I were talking about, they're the public enemy number one, and they're getting to that. But I think when teams are out there, like the Detroit Lions, that drafted the first round like they're drunk, uh-huh. and then Atlanta taking a running back, that and then Jack Campbell went to Detroit. I mentioned Detroit yeah. being idiots. But the bottom line is, when all these players... Yeah, I didn't understand Detroit's draft. They, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what are they drinking? Give me some of that. Kneecap juice, baby. But, uh, but the bottom line is, when all these players, and even Emmanuel Forbes at 165 pounds going to Washington, the corner, you okay, okay, when these guys take, it lets the guy like Felix sit there at the first round. The Chiefs the Chiefs benefited as dumb as we think Detroit is, which they are. I, mean, I don't think. I you, know. You know but, right. but the second round, they had a better second round. But that's good for the Chiefs. Shout out, Vern. Because the guy like Felix was still there. And as Amy Reid always says, you can't have enough good pass rushers. And it's true when you look at what some of these teams do, especially the Raiders, you know, trying to get pass rushers like Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. To get, some of these picks were because of Mahomes. Right. You have to understand. But the Chiefs know there's a bunch of other good quarterbacks, too, like Aaron Rodgers. You got Josh Allen. You got Joe Burrow. So the Chiefs are playing the same game. It's about two things. And you can see the Chiefs draft because they went heavy on defense again. Yeah. It's about getting to the quarterback and having secondary players. The two ways to win on defense are getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on him, which the Chiefs led the NFL in pressures last year. And you can, we'll get to, to more of the picks because they made some awesome picks here as far as guys that get to the quarterback. But get to the quarterback and play sound in the secondary so I understand what they're doing defensively. Yeah. Um, 
so you talk about Mahomes and his picks. Second pick of the draft was wide receiver, 6'1", 204 at SMU, Rasheed Rice. He seemed like maybe he was the guy the whole time because we all knew, right, that that the Chiefs were drafting in the first round. I think we all kind of got that feeling once we saw Clark come out and get the pick. Like, you knew that the Chiefs couldn't trade out. Yeah, if they would have called him and said, Clark, um, yeah, he trophy he'd have been like, the hell we are. We we're, give this to the Rams. Yeah, no. no he still would have gone out there and done it. He'd have like, so. hell with this and gone out there. and Yeah. But we got to that point in the draft. I think it was 21 picks before a wide receiver was taken. Yep. And, you know, I'm sitting in the, like, it basically was like radio row for the the draft. And I was sitting there with our, our uh, digital guy, Justin. And I'm sitting there going, man. And he goes, do you think they'll trade up? And I was like, well, this would be the spot. I was like this because I go once the receipt. Because it's crazy. I've never really noticed. I've never really done this in-depth type of thing. But you look at the draft, you know that, like, the top five picks, probably three quarterbacks are going. Because if you're in the top five, you don't have a quarterback. Your franchise is down. You need somebody to turn around. So those are quarterbacks. And then the middle is like, okay, they've got a quarterback, but they need a skill set player or a defensive edge rusher or something like that. And then like you start looking towards the end, you're like, okay, this is like Minnesota. This is Jacksonville. This is, these are teams that need another receiver. And it did do that. It was like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, okay, so the chiefs are definitely not trading up. Cause now we're at like pick 24. And then in the second round, they take Rice out of SMU, and he shows the phone and says Patrick Mahomes is calling him. Yeah. And everybody he showed it too for some reason. And then everybody forgets that he was down at Pack Camp catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Zay Flowers was a big name. Yeah, Quentin Johnson was a big name. This kid was here the whole time. He's six one. He's a he's he's that type of receiver that the Chiefs needed. That big, you know, he's six one two oh four. That's kind of in that juju range, isn't hey, it? He's strong as, as an ox, man. He's just seen. I mean, this guy squats. This guy's like a. a I saw workout. the squat. Yeah, this guy's like a work. He's tough. Yeah, he's, he's already the toughest receiver on this yeah. team. It's not even close. But Jacksonville probably would have been a great trade partner with Doug Peterson. But the problem is they desperately need an offensive lineman because with Cam Robinson getting suspended for PEDs mm-hmm. and losing Juwan to Kansas City, they got to have somebody block for Trevor Lawrence. Like it's a very simple. A deal they needed, so they probably would have been a decent trade partner. They would have actually taken the Chiefs' phone call without telling them it's a Wendy's, but they would have done that because when you get the other rounds, nobody cares. Rasheed Rice, mm-hmm. I've said this. I felt like receivers five through nine mm-hmm. were just as good as one through four. I really do. Like I think when you look at production at the yeah. end of the year, and I'll look at it. I'll look at the second set of receivers. Do they have the production? Because Jonathan Mingo's in that second group. Yeah, he goes thirty nine. That was my that was my favorite guy. That was my draft crush. This year, because he's 6'2", 220. But Rasheed Rice is kind of the same way. And here's the one thing about him. He led the nation in receiving yards mm. uh, per game. He had 112 receiving yards per game. Led the nation. The only receiver in the country with more than 110 yards a game. But, okay, SMU threw the damn ball all the time. I get that. But he was third in yards in the nation. And he led the NFL with 18 catches of 20 air yards or more. Meaning he was a vertical threat. He led the nation with 18 of those passes over 20 yards. That's incredible. But the thing I like about him, too, is and he's not that that speed burner, but he's fast enough, but he's good yards after catch. Like, he's tough. He's a yak guy. And the one thing is, and he's not as fast as Sammy, but you don't want him to be as fast as Sammy. He's faster than Juju. Just be healthier than he's Sammy. He's got him in there. But they love the Sammy Watkins role mm-hmm. because he's tough and he's physical and he blocks. And I remember in the regular season a few years ago, Stephon Gilmore was just coming off Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. and he followed Sammy the whole time. 
It wasn't Tyree Kill and all this. It was Sammy. Then they ended up getting a fight because Sammy's so tough and physical and people. Yeah. And he almost got 100 yards per game in the postseason with the Chiefs. Right. They lose him. Andy Reid starts texting pictures of the ring to Juju, which is uh, unheard of. That That's how bad they wanted that next receiver. He didn't come. He stayed in Pittsburgh for one year. They finally get him uh, the year after. He presents that. I know MVS is 6'4", and you're thinking, okay, but no, he's not physical. This guy plays up to his strength. Mm. This guy is a bad man. Squats like he squats Volvos. I mean, this guy is a Volvos. workout dude. He's going to be the toughest guy in that room. But this this is one of those picks that you look at it and say, okay, this guy is a vertical threat. He gets downfield. Doesn't have maybe the elite speed that you want, but he's tough. They do not have this knife in the drawer. Like, they do not have this body type with the Chiefs. Yeah. I was hoping they'd throw a few more darts at receivers, but they got the one guy that it's like, step up. He's not going to have pressure. Sky right. Moore's going to have the pressure, and Kadarius Tony's going to have the pressure because people are saying he's the number one, and Sky Moore's here too. So Rasheed Rice can just kind of sit back. Love it. And maybe maybe week eight or week nine start to, you know, showcase things. And and I think the receivers, Dusty, when we get to St. Joe, the thing to watch, like, who's going to take that step up? Because mm-hmm. even though they have a big receiver room, but who's going to be the dogs? Right. Who's going to be your one? Who's going to be your two, your three? Like, who's going to get the playing time? Because Justin Watson's back here now. They're going to be fighting for playing time, which is good because they've created competition within each other. Grant, we talked about it last week about screen time. Remember we were talking about how it was going to go way up? My screen time was up 56% this week. <laughs> I was down 7% last Sunday. This week I'm up 56%, which is straight up on my phone Thursday through Saturday. <laughs> Come back on the other side. The Chiefs draft a receiver with their second pick, but I think it's more so you have to look at what it is for Mahomes at Binkley and what makes him tick and what makes him work is what the Chiefs are doing this because it's smart, it's economically smart, and it's also a trend that's going to keep going this way for Kansas City. Binkley, Nicholson, Lickens here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Shaking lickings. Can you imagine Vernon? Thank you, Dusty Lickens. Let's go, Royals and Twins today. It was good seeing him the other day. He came out of his hole. His darkness retreat. My bad. Vern. The Vern lick dog. The lickmeister. Vern brought it home, man. He, he finally gave up on the hairline. Hey, when, uh, but when no. Vern got here, he had a hair, and then it became comb over, and then he's like, screw it. Yeah, he joined the club. Yeah, then he got married, then he got fat, and the rest of history. Danny KCK. Hi, Dusty. Hi, Bing. Had a nice time in the experience. Like the picks. Take care. Danny KCK. Dan, we didn't get the picks because we can't get picks. If we could get picks, everybody would. Xerox their butt and send them to us, but they don't do it because we can't get picks. Mm. You know damn well that would happen. You think we get some DPs? I in here? guarantee you we would. I hope not. Sunday. I don't uh, think it matters, Lickens. Hey man, uh, everybody's listening on a Sunday. Shout out to my buddy Nick Layman listening in St. Louis. So he, Shout out. he sent me a pic. They, they got they actually had my <laughs> they got my name on like the satellite thing. I didn't know that was a thing. It had really? like it had the title After Hours with Dusty Lickens. Yeah. <laughs> The Lickmeister. Li- Binkley's new nickname for me is the, it went from the Dustman to the Dirty Werewolf the to bro. the to the Lickmeister. My bro. That's right. Yeah, so shout out St. Louis, man. Praise God. Um, 
So we struck out with Kay Adams. That's okay. Not we. Yeah, I. I didn't know I had the city on my back, man. Somebody said on the on the text line, they said, uh, just got up. Dusty, did you score? Question mark. Absolutely not. I have no chance. Way out of my league. Uh, did you get your date with the lady that was late? Now, how is she out of your league, though? That's the thing. I mean, she, Way out she of my puts, league. Well, she puts her pants on one leg at a time as well, Dusty, so don't sell yourself short from where you, what you've done in your life. You've accomplished things, and she yeah. has too, but it doesn't matter. You just two human beings. You know how people will tell you if you get a hole-in-one in golf, they'll just quit? Hey. You you seal that deal? I would, I'd go sell it the rest of my well, life. You're looking for love in all the wrong places at times. But this or is, the right places. Well, your heart's in the right place here. Yeah. And the city is on your back because the city likes underdogs. I didn't the city know. likes hardworking people that yeah. achieve. And once you get there like mm-hmm. the Chiefs, this team didn't win a playoff game for 21 years. Mm-hmm. And people were laughing at them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Chiefs can never win the postseason. Yeah. Now it's all they ever do. Right. But you were the Chiefs, man. Okay. And that's why I was hoping you were going to finally go to the AFC title game and then go ahead and get that number. Nah, we went Alex Smith. We managed everything, and then we just couldn't get the couldn't get the deal done. Yeah, I think he kind of went thick pin. I really thick admire pin. Bink's outlook on women. He's yeah. like, yeah, she puts her legs on at the same time. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I didn't Bink. say legs, Grant. I said pants. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, Bink's out there just shooting as many shots as he can. I take shots and I lose a lot. Mm. Like every time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible shooting percentage. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, so, anyways, uh, the Chiefs. It's kind of interesting how they do this because I think it's funny how every year, and we'll do this probably until Mahomes is no longer playing football. <clears throat> Excuse me. But every year, free agent wide receiver linked to the Chiefs. Right? Odell Beckham Jr. free agent Chiefs. DeAndre Hopkins still an Arizona Cardinal. Uh, I think that Odell had Chiefs. Serious smoke though. Yeah, except tell Brett Veach, like, we'll give you $4 million. Yeah. That was definitely Veach. We're good. But now you see what the Chiefs have done, right? Like, Because this was the problem that a lot of people had in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers was that they were like, well, they never never surrounded him with talent, which is kind of not true because he had Jordy Nelson for most of his career. He had many, I, I give one receiver, but he had good receivers. Not great, but he had good receivers. But again, Mahomes is so just God-gifted with talent and – that seems that now, and you see this with with Rasheed Rice, they're fitting Mahomes with what he needs. Kadarius Tony, right? He's he's scary deep. He's super athletic and jump out of a gym. MBS is like your good third and five, third and six type of receiver that Mahomes can find. Travis Kelsey's still here, still got a bunch of you know youth and juice in his system. Sky Moore's on his second year, and now they draft this kid who they're not going to have four years of control under. This is the mold of the Chiefs because of what Patrick Mahomes has because Patrick Mahomes is so talented in that position. He doesn't need. Granted, Tyreek Hill's a nice thing to have. He's a he's a guy that, we, you know, we've never seen that type in the NFL. He's just, he's better than Steve Smith, I think, even though Steve Smith's a Hall of Famer. I think Tyreek Hill will be a Hall of Famer if he's not already. So it's nice to have that when those things kind of fall into your lap and they develop like that. But Zay Flowers, Johnson from TCU, um, Jalen Hyatt, another guy from Tennessee, a lot of people linked. And Rasheed Rice goes underneath the radar because – one, that's who Mahomes liked, and that's who he told probably Clark and Andy and Brett, and he was like, hey, this kid, you know, I, I, I thought he was great when he was running these routes. I thought his hands were good. He was where I needed him to be, and what makes Mahomes happy is what makes the Chiefs happy, and I think that it's interesting because now you're seeing the Chiefs, they don't need to go get a big, flashy wide receiver. They don't have to. They can, but the thing about it is if you want to be a big, flashy receiver, you want to come to Kansas City, you have to fit here. You have to take the money lower. You have to fit the system. And the Chiefs are okay with just drafting these young, talented receivers because, yes, Skymore, 250 yards receiving last year, had a, had a weird little hiccup to start the season. But you have to assume that 
Sky Moore is going to take an uptick in production. I would almost say that he'd be close to about 700 receiving yards, which would be, you know, 450 yards more than he had last year, which a lot of people say, Dusty, calm down. You're being biased. No, I'm not. Second year system with, uh, with, with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And here we are. Now you have another rookie receiver, big bodied, 6'1", 205. This is what fits Patrick Mahomes, and this is what fits the Chiefs because remember last year, Binkley, the talk. Who's his wide receiver? Who's he going to throw to? Didn't matter because Patrick Mahomes makes everybody better, and I'm interested to see what they do with this type of receiving group. That is everything we talked about in this offseason was who's going to be the receiver? How are they going to get better receiver? And here we are, four guys in your system, all under team control except for MBS, Skymore, Tony, Rice, Looks like it could be a successful season for the Kansas City Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes stays healthy and can find these guys in the open field. It's unique. That's why I'm looking for so much forward to it. And don't forget, two years ago, MBS had the fastest, you know, next-gen stat for speed, like 22.8 miles an hour. You need more than Tyree Kill. That's what he could do. But they're all different skill set. But here's the right. one thing. Canarius Tony had a lot of fanfare because he's the number one pick. Sky Moore had a ton of fanfare. Yeah. Because even guys like said Kuiper saying, let's get his first round guy. And there was questions, is Sky Moore going to jump up to the first round or not? Had the biggest hands at the combine. The guy's a sure cat. He catches everything. Right. And it's one thing about it. But I will say this, and this is what I hope for for Mahomes, because they have gone heavy on defense the last two years. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, after the first day when they went Felix in the first pick, 16 of their last 21 picks, rounds one through four were all on defense. But what's the MO of the Chiefs? What's the mission statement for this team? It's about offense. Mm hmm. It's about Andy Reid's creativity with offense. It's Patrick Mahomes. Best player we've ever seen a quarterback in this town, Patrick Mahomes. Right. You supply him with talent. And I get it having these other players. And the good news is, when you think about the brain trust, because Brett Veach has even admitted, he told Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show. You know, they went up down. Show. They would, yeah, it is. But they went up down like three or five guys and said, all right, Andy, here you go. So Andy doesn't make selections, but he's influential in it. Yeah. And he takes a look and says, oh, man. And that way he goes to Brett, because Brett will weed it down. And people will, and then he'll make those selections. That's fine. But they got even Berganzi, the assistant general manager of the Chiefs, yeah. used to be a scout, said, we asked Pat. That goes a long way, his advice, which is great because you're getting chemistry. The Chiefs are doing something other teams didn't do. They brought in players, brought up the stopwatch, had them do whatever, but they didn't have their guy right. thrown to them in a situation, isolated situation away from the facility the Chiefs set the trend on that, just like Camp Pat is a trend, mm-hmm. and other teams will do it. That's why they tried to get that veteran quarterback to have the hot shot behind them like the Chiefs had with Alex Smith. Yeah. The Chiefs are just doing things better than everybody else. They're setting the trend for everybody else. But I would like to see him get the guy. And the reason I say this is five times the NFL has had three 1,000-year receivers on the team. Five mm-hmm. times, that's it. And one of those years was Brandon Stokely, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Which one doesn't belong? Apple, Orange, Volkswagen. Banana. It was Stokely. But Peyton Manning gets a lot of credit for making the Stokely's of the world great, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, he's sitting there with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Like, I want Mahomes to have his Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. I want him to have the the, Bart, <laughs> the Duper and Clayton like Marino had. I want yeah. to have Rice and Taylor like Joe Montana had. I want, I mean, that's okay to have that. I mean, it's great. He can yeah. elevate the talent of everybody around him. But I want him to have his Justin Jefferson. I want him to have his A.J. Brown. Like, I do want that. He had his Tyree kill here. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rasheed mm-hmm. Rice turns in that, but I want Mahomes to have the pinball because he needs somebody because once Kelsey goes, that, that's the connection right there is Mahomes and Kelsey. But what he And the good thing about Rice is and Sky Moore is they were drafted with Mahomes here. Like, Canarius mm-hmm. was brought in. Like, these are homegrown guys that Mahomes got to help hand select. Yeah. So we're going to see the best out of Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice because Mahomes is already here. They didn't bring him in like Justin Watson wasn't a Kansas City Chief. 
and you look around, Kadarius Tony wasn't a Kansas City Chief. Richie James, they brought in here, wasn't a Kansas City Chief. But those two cats, and Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice, these are kind of Mahomes handpicked guys. We'll see where they go. Who do you want to see have a better year, Tony or Sky Moore? Like, who's more important for this passing offense? You know what? Sky, man, Tony, Kadarius Tony has more skill than I've seen here since Tyreek Hill mm. about it because. Some of the stop, start, jockstrap on the floor yeah. type thing that he does. Mm-hmm. He's got moves I've never seen yeah. in the longest time with Chiefs. It's just you got to be productive. You got to get to stay healthy. Yeah. Like, we need to see it every day. Like, I brought up Adelbert, Adelbert Mondesi. Mm-hmm. Like, he might be the most – he had more talent than anybody I've ever seen with right. the Kansas City Royals. He'd show it at times, but when he led the league in stolen bases and he had all that power and was mm-hmm. hitting longer home runs than everybody else. Yeah. But you got to play every day. Like, right. you got to have consistency – for people to buy into you so you can depend on you each and every week. And if he does that, if he's able to do that, I think Adarius Tony can. Mm-hmm. But Sky Moore and his routes, the way he catches everything, the way he continues to grow, he was not a punt returner. Yeah. But, they had, but he had to do it at the end of the year. Like, we forget how much pressure was on him at the end returning punts when this was something he was told he can't do. Yeah. And so I'm going to say Kadarius Tony at this point because he's getting the moniker of number one. That's number what they, one, your number one receiver. And I think that carries more weight. That's kind of what they've been saying in the offseason is that Kadarius Tony is uh, kind of looking at as if he is the uh, the Chiefs' number one pick or number one wide receiver, which is interesting because I think this is an offense in which the number one wide receiver is kind of irrelevant in this offense. It's I think, Kelsey. Yeah, I think Mahomes kind of alluded to it last year. He's like, yeah, one week it could be this guy for you know six for 120, and the next week it could be this guy for five for 110. It just doesn't really matter because of who Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, Binkley? I do want to get back on the defensive side of things because last year they went McDuffie, Karloftis, first two picks in the first round. This year they go Felix out of K-State. What Brett Beach had to say and what you know and what Grant knows about this kid from K-State because I like this pick. I've always said, bring the homegrown kids in. It worked with Nick Bolton. Can it work with Felix? Grant Nicholson, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens here on After Hours on a Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I need to be sedated, man. You know what's crazy is that... stop drinking energy. Yeah, you probably had to get rid of those. I had so many. This whole trash can full of them. You might as well smoke cigs, Bing. We've talked a lot of draft, man. I'm telling you, man. I think me and I, Nick and Chris. I oh. think. I think the uh, character concerns. I think energy drinks are going to be the new cigarette. You think so? I think so. Remember how they used to have like Joe Cool, the camel smoking cigs, and the marble yeah. man hitting darts? I think soon it's going to be like those MTV commercials where it says like thousands of people die a day because of blank. It's like vaping. You ever had a vape pen? That little no. nicotine rocket that goes straight to your head. I've seen them. Yeah, they're nice when you've had a couple of lattes. Your boy was your boy was hitting the bush lattes last night. Were you? Yeah, they have a new tackle box thing. Have you seen this? Uh-huh. So it's a tackle box uh, where they have like different like uh, like fish logos. And last night they had the they had the wide mouth uh, bass. So it was basically like you were you know drinking that that juice out of the bass mouth. Nice, nice. That's right. I want one of those. How many bush lights do you think you could actually drink before you got sideways? Oh, 12? We used to, uh, my friend, you, have you met Tank? No, no, what do you have? You have a friend named Tank Fart and Burp or something like that? Just Tank and Fart. I'm yeah. Friends. Literally has a friend named Fart. But here's the one thing about Are Fart, Are you though. kidding me? Like, what would be your first, like, if you hear a guy's name, his nickname is Fart, 
Like you got to think like plumber Man, crack showing constantly. I get, I get it, but he was one of those. But his real name is Josh. I'll mm-hmm. never forget. It. He was the, like one of the construction foremen on the new Chiefs when they redid the Arrowhead, right? Yeah. I'll never forget walking in there, and I look at him down there. He's got a suit on. I'm like, fart. He's, he comes up because Bigley, man. He says, it's Josh. Just call me Josh here. Yeah, it's don't like, whatever, f- fart, man. Yeah. And it, you're always fart to me, bro. Yeah. But anyway, with Tank, we sit there and would crush, you know, like 24, 30 packs, something like that. We'd, uh-huh. I remember one Memorial Day weekend, we went through three of those things. Yeah. My record in Pittsburgh State is 33 in one night. Beers? We were at a strip bar and they had, uh, it was on tap. Oh. With 33. And you're just pounding 16 ounce cups? The guy with me went to 31, so it was pretty close. Man. And then I peed my pants and ended up in Arkansas the okay. next day. All right. Uh, Grant, I'm interested to know with you because you're a season ticket holder at K-State uh, for the Wildcats. What is your off the paper, just straight, like what can you tell the people what they can expect out of a guy like Felix? That he's going to bring it every single week. Yeah. I mean, one thing I heard on a couple podcasts you listen to about this every after the first pick happened on Friday and Saturday is he was banged up a lot last year. His production wasn't quite the same in 2022 that it mm-hmm. was in 2021, but he was banged up. He was the guy that everyone focused on, and Felix still came out, and he was defensive lineman of the year in the Big 12. He was the defensive player of the year in the Big 12. He makes an impact not just with the sacks, which he gets plenty of, mm-hmm. but he makes it in a lot of other ways as well. Here's the one thing about him that I really like is he's kind of like a made man. Like He built himself up like this. He's one of those guys, and I think in a couple years, we're going to look back at the pandemic and think about it. Did you play video games and eat, or did you work out? Did you go to the lab? His coach, Eric Thomas, that uh, joined us this week, had even talked about the fact that during the pandemic, he couldn't go to the gym. Like, he had to make his own gym, like, in his basement, right? Mm-hmm. He adds all this weight. He had two offers, <clears throat> Bowling Green and North Dakota State. And don't forget Kleiman, obviously, he yeah. came from North Dakota State. But his first year at K-State was 2019. Felix's first year at K-State was 2020. But I'm sure there's plenty of back and forth between the schools. Plus, Eric Thomas has a good relationship, his coach, which was instrumental in him getting a chance at K-State. Because he was going to walk away and not play football and go to Mizzou to the J school. Uh-huh. And be like, yeah, okay, man. He's uh-huh. like, you know, but anyway, he was going to go down there and do that. But he gained that weight and he went there. It like built himself up in the eight forced fumbles that he had in the last two years, that relentless energy. And keep this in mind too: he's twenty-one. Andy Reid, when he got hired with the Chiefs, it was a decade ago. That means this dude was eleven. Think about that, how long that's been. This dude, their first-round pick, was eleven years old in this town when Andy Reid was hired. Yeah, he's born in two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it just but his relentless energy. I think he's one of those guys you like. He looks up to Tom Bali. Uh-huh. But you know, Tom Bali is an interesting name to bring up because he's helped the Chiefs several times in his career. Yeah, one of them was D Ford, who was drafted basically to take his that place. Out well, but he still helped him. Like I, th- I feel Tom got an extra contract because D wasn't ready to go. I mean, Should I almost certainly did. Stay on sides. But George Karloftis is working with Tom, but now, uh-huh. but because Tom is big in the jujitsu and hand yeah. fighting, and Karloftis is working with him. On those moves, and then, you know Frank Clark when he was here, yeah, helped out Karloftis. So the Chiefs, for some reason, this team helps out people trying to take their jobs more than anybody. Yeah, Brandon Albert did it with Eric Fisher. Alex Smith did it with Patrick Mahomes. It's just kind of the mindset of what this team is. It's why they win. And I think having those that guy to look up to, like Tom Ball Lee and stuff. And here's the beautiful thing about it: is your bookends on defense are on rookie contracts with five year options. Yeah. With Karloftis and him. And then you look at the secondary. You had four rookies playing in the Super Bowl. 
all rookie contracts. And with McDuffie, you got the fifth-year option. Yeah. Like, the Chiefs are set for the long haul on defense. It's time to flip that page probably next year and go heavy on it. Because even, like, a Minahue that came in here and Joe yeah. Tranquil, as free, the big free agents, I know Juwan came over on offense. Okay, the defense is set. It's time to rebuild that offense, too. And I, li- I like what the Chiefs are doing here where they're getting guys like Aminahu. They've got Karloftis. Now they're going with Felix. I just feel like every single time each one of those guys every week is going to make one play. Right. They may not always make like five. They may not be the Bosa's of the world or the Miles Garrett's of the world where they're yeah. every single. But every single one of those guys is going to make one play. If Felix played at Alabama, he would have gone top 15. I mean, or he would he would have gone. Or if he played at Georgia, oh, my God. He, he probably would have gone top five. He would have gone to the Eagles. He would have gone to the Eagles. He's a good player, and he shows up every single week. Maybe it's not a sack every week, but he has the ability to pop off. He's getting better. Where he can get three, four, five. One time he had six sacks against TCU. He's, <sighs> he's learning. He's defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Let's think about that. Defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Almost went to Missouri J School and not play football. And he's getting double teams every single because time he steps pandemic, on the court. But that's how good um, that he's become. But he's getting better. Like, he's learning more moves as we go. Wait till he gets with the Chiefs and Karloftis and these guys showing him even more. I think it's interesting what Grant said because, like, we don't have, you know, a, a Bosa or a Miles Garrett or a Micah Parsons. But, again, like, it seems like the mold of Spag's defense is just bleeding through the eyes of what you're seeing. You have big body Carl Loftus, not going to blow you away with speed, but he's strong. Chris Jones is your big body guy in the center. They went and get the kid from San Francisco, and then you draft Felix. It's just a big body defensive line where it's like together that push is, is aggressive. Now, if one of these guys was just by themselves, maybe not as great. I mean, I'm not saying that about Chris Jones. I think Chris Jones would be good by himself anywhere, but you put all these big bodies together on defense – to me, it seems like what the Chiefs are trying to do is hold opponents to like 14 points and go score 20 and in every game. Big old Keandre Coburn. You had an interesting back and forth with Felix on Twitter. They were talking a little junk to each other. Yeah. this He's the one guy. Actually, got only one guy this year in my final mock. It was Coburn. Like, mm-hmm. I love that 332 pounds there in the middle. Who was your final mock guy in um, the first round? In the first round, I think it was Anton Harrison. It was Anton Harrison. Were you upset to see the uh, Georgia edge rusher go right before the Chiefs? Nah. Or did he give, does he give you D4 vibes? I don't know if Nolan Smith really felt or uh, kind of fit into the profile of what yeah. they do, but that speed and that size, that's unreal. But what Howie Roseman's doing with Philly, that's interesting. And here's the one thing about it. People are laughing because all these Georgia guys go in there and they drafted two last year. Mm-hmm. And, and then DeAndre Swift comes there in a trade from Georgia. These guys all know each other. Like on that defense, those are the teammates of these guys. Yeah. That chemistry is already there. You don't have to build that chemistry because they were teammates. They know the strengths, the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. They know everything about their, the, these players. Yeah, and it's kind of an interesting kind of little. I'm, I'm curious to how it works because I like the the premise of what they're doing. Because yeah, yeah. all right, these guys win. They're back to back national champions. Jalen Carter's been the best player on the best defense. He's so last big, two years. dude. He stood right next to me, and I told him congratulations, and he walked right. He was like, "Thanks, man." I like looked up. And I'm like, "That is a big son of a you know what." Did you call Jalen <laughs> Carter, sir? No, I just so. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I know I have to go to break. But, like, when we did the we did the draft, so what happened is my buddy Robert, uh, he was, like, a chauffeur that night. He he kind of gave me the inside scoop. He was like, hey, they're going to come here, like, five minutes after they're picked. They're going to come up here. The, the teams are going to, you know, call their plane. We're going to escort them to the limousine, and they're going to fly to their hometown. Like, uh, Bryce Young was in Carolina at, like, 7 a.m. Like, right. he was in Kansas City at 10 p.m. He was in Carolina at 7 a.m. signing autographs. Will Levis was on the next day smoking on Oh, uh, dude. Oh, man, I feel bad for Will Levis. Not really, actually. Um, You're in your element, though. Who's the guy that uh, from the Giants that we interviewed, the safety? 
Because oh. you, you were in your element. You were talking about his shoes. He, no, I talked about his suit. Words. He had uh, oh, in his shoes. Yeah, now he plays with Washington. What was his name? Big safety. I wanted the Chiefs to get him. But, but that was had, one of my favorite he, interviews. He had uh, purple suede shoes on. Yeah, you like that. But anyways, so like, so how we were doing it was there was this giant room full of uh, media members, and Justin and I were standing off to the side because they had a speaker there, and I had my phone for you guys to get audio that we played uh, for the draft. And as they'd walk in, you know, you just want to be cordial with them. You want to, you know, make them feel comfortable. I mean, get, dude, these guys are kids. Their life just changed like 17 seconds. And they'd walk in. I'd be like, hey, congratulations, man. They're like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And uh, and I remember Jalen Carter. He came out of his out of his press conference. He walks by. And he's like, hey, excuse me, guys. Excuse me. And he walked by. He's like, you know, people are like, hey, congrats. And I was like, hey, man, congratulations. He's like, thanks, man. And I looked up and I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I feel bad for quarterbacks in the league. Did you touch uh, the hand of Bryce Young? No, no. Should have shook his hands today. He seemed very nervous, by the way. I'm not sure about Bryce Young. I don't mean by talent, but I mean, he just, everything was like, it, it's like, dude, you knew you were going to be the first overall pick for like two weeks. For sure, two weeks, knew you were going to be the first overall pick. CJ Stroud had a better press conference than Bryce Young. And again, I don't judge people by press conferences, just like nerves and feel. Bryce Young was the most nervous guy. Again, Number one pick in the NFL draft. I'm sure there's a little bit of nerves, but CJ Stroud, man, that guy, that guy nailed his interview. See, I like Bryce Young. And I will say this. If I took every quarterback in this draft class, I'm not sure they ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You took the whole collective group. Bryce Young, I think, will get the close. He's the one guy I could see teammates really fall in line with him. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. got a little bit of that Mahomes char- charisma where we'll play video games with you or have you over to dinner or whatever. He seems like one of those likable dudes that people want to be around. 10 o'clock, we got to get to a break. We come back, I want to go around the division and what it means for all the other teams and what they did to try to take the crown from the Kings in the AFC West. Grant Nicholson, Jay Binkley, and Dusty Likens here on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.